and welcome to Reditations. My name is Celeste Johnson, and every week on this podcast, I discuss something I've read and then turn it into a guided meditation. This week, I'm really excited to talk about The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett with you. I want to talk about this book in conjunction with the theme of identity, because identity is really the thing at the core of this book, and I think it's a perfect opportunity to explore that topic more in today's episode. Let me begin with a quick summary of the book, and I will give you a warning that there will probably be some spoilers in this episode. I'll try to keep it general, but you will be hearing about the plot of the book here. So in The Vanishing Half, we begin by meeting this pair of twin sisters. They're the Veen's twins, Desiree and Stella. Desiree and Stella are growing up in this town called Mallard, Louisiana, and in Mallard, light skin is of the utmost importance. It's a community of black folks, but people in this community have intermarried for generations to have children with lighter and lighter skin tones every generation. So Desiree and Stella are a product of many generations of this. They're very light-skinned, and... Uh, There's so much that happens in this book, but to kind of selectively summarize, Desiree and Stella are separated from each other when Stella decides uh, later in in her late teens, I believe, to pass as white, and she kind of does it accidentally. But once she passes the first time, it kind of just snowballs, and Stella begins living life as a white woman while Desiree continues living as a black woman. Desiree and Stella lose track of each other for many, many years and lead these very different lives. We get to see their respective daughters grow up and go out into the world on their own. And we get to see the generational storylines weaving in and out of each other. The most important thing that these characters have in common, and there are a lot of characters in this book, the most important thing they have in common is that they are all actively shaping their identities, and we get to see how each of them chooses to do that. Some of them choose to repress certain parts of their identity that feel real, and so they choose to push down these important parts of themselves, like Stella. And some other characters choose to elevate pieces of their identity that feel real so that they can become even more themselves. I'll talk more about who these characters are as we go through this episode, but... The common theme here is that each of them are actively trying to discover and shape their identities throughout the novel. I pulled out a few examples to talk about how identity is so central to this book. And I love the way that Bennett, the author, weaves identity into every storyline in every detail There's always something that's bringing us back to this question of identity. For example, Desiree, one of the twins begins her adult life with the career of fingerprint analyst, which is a small detail. She doesn't even do this job for very long, but I thought it was really interesting and very well done because even in this fleeting detail that we really only hear about in the beginning of the book, Britt Bennett is showing us that discovering identity is at the heart of what's important to these characters, so much so that it is even their work. Another example of the potent theme of identity in this book is in the town Mallard itself, which bases its values and identity around the idea that light skin is superior. That's what this town holds at its center, and that dictates how the people in the town behave and treat each other. Another really interesting 
discussion of identity comes as we get more insight into Kennedy. This is Stella's daughter that we get to watch grow up later in the book. And Kennedy's career of choice is acting. She decides to become an actress and her co-actors don't even call her by her real name. We find out that this is because they don't even bother to learn her real name. But it's also an issue of identity because Kennedy talks about how to be a good actress, you really have to lose parts of yourself and kind of erase yourself as you're working. Kennedy's quest for identity and self-discovery is complicated by the fact that she works in a field that makes it even more difficult to know who she really is and portray that to others. Lastly, I'll pull out the biggest example of identity in this book, at least to me, it's Stella's layered identity. Stella's identity is complex because she's chosen to suppress very real parts of her identity. Her identity on the inside is different than her identity on the outside, and she keeps a lot of secrets in order to maintain this outward identity. It could be tempting to judge Stella for what she did because she cut herself off from her family and kind of burned a lot of bridges by changing her identity in this way and choosing to present herself as a white woman and keep the secrets of her past to herself. But I really appreciated in listening to interviews with the author Britt Bennett how much this author stressed the importance of not judging Stella in her book. This book approaches Stella as a really complex character, and it becomes easy to empathize with her as you're going through the book as a reader because her life is so complex. She made these difficult decisions, this choice to pass, because she would have been limited and mistreated and downtrodden in so many ways as a black woman that it makes sense that she weighed the options of better socioeconomic status, better treatment by other white folks, better situations in many ways, and chose to pass as a white person instead of remaining in her life as a black person. Bennett presents that as a complex choice made by a complex person. Stella urges us to recognize how difficult and complex the issue of identity can be, especially when really important things are riding on that identity, such as how much money you're able to make, how people will treat you in public, and other privileges that some people are able to take for granted while others are not. By suppressing certain real parts of her identity, Stella shows that it's not a black and white question, even though literally, uh, no pun intended, that's what's going on here. Stella's choice uh, requires a lot of sacrifices in some parts of her life. For example, she loses her sister, who was her dearest and closest human companion. Um, but she also gains access to a college degree, for example, and uh, a master's degree, which she would not have probably been able to do if she had been in other circumstances. She gains access to a lot of financial wealth, but she loses the ability to communicate openly with her new family as well, her husband and her daughter. Stella's choice is a complex one and one that, as a white woman, I don't want to pretend that I can understand all the way because she faced a lot of adversity that I will never face. 
and even after she made the decision to pass, faced so much weight on her shoulders that a person who was born into whiteness would not have faced. And even though Stella's story is a difficult and sad one at times, I also really love parts of it. She shows us that identity is fluid and that identity is something that we ourselves shape in many cases. She also points out that often the identity that we have is out of our control because it is the way that other people perceive us and we can't always control that. Some other characters in the book who grappled with identity in different ways than Stella did include Jude's boyfriend Reese and their friend Barry. Both of these characters have interesting storylines that have to do with gender identity questions. And I loved watching both of these characters unfold because these characters create their identity by elevating the parts of them that feel the most real. Instead of suppressing parts of them that they want to get rid of, they elevate the parts of themselves that feel the most real. And by doing so, I think they become more themselves. For example, Barry is a person who does drag, does so because he feels this very real presence of Bianca inside of him as well. He's not suppressing himself, he's elevating Bianca and doing what he can to be the most true to his inner identity, his true self. Reese uh, does similar things and elevates parts of himself that feel real while allowing the parts that don't to fade away. Coming out of this book, that distinction felt really important to me. Some characters shape their identity in what seems like a positive or augmentative way because they emphasize the parts of themselves that feel the most like them and the parts of their identity that aren't suiting them, they allow to fall away. For example, Reese talks about if there are pieces of your identity that you can shed in a thousand miles, were those pieces really that real in the first place? And so these characters allow those pieces to fall away, the pieces that don't feel real, and they cling to and nourish the pieces that do feel real. Because these characters operate in that way, they were my favorites. They seemed the happiest within themselves, and they seemed the most settled in the world. They are people that I would love to hang out with, and I left the book really admiring these characters and how they approached their own self-development. I also felt like there were characters who shaped their identity by suppressing very real parts of themselves. I'm thinking here, of course, of Stella, who suppresses a lot of pieces of herself to create this identity that she eventually lives with, but also... Many of Stella's family members in this second generation, her husband, for example, seems like he suppresses a lot of parts of himself. Her daughter seems like she suppresses parts of herself. And of course, we can say this about just about every human because this is a very instinctual thing to do sometimes. But I noticed that the characters who suppressed parts of themselves versus elevating parts of themselves felt very different to me and less genuine. There were a couple quotes in the book about how we create our identities that really struck a chord with me, and I wanted to finish this 
first portion of this episode with those quotes. Here's the first one. Quote, sometimes who you were came down to the small things. And another one that I really loved, quote, you didn't just find a self out there waiting. You had to make one. You had to create who you wanted to be. I think meditation is a great tool for this self-creation process. And on that note, I want to take us into today's meditation. Let's meditate. As always, let's begin this meditation with a couple deep breaths together. Make sure that your body is in a comfortable position and that you feel that you are able to relax where you are right now. If you need to move around, do so until you feel like you're comfortable. Let's begin with a simple body scan, just starting at the top of your scalp. Bring your attention there, and as you continue to take these deep, calming breaths, Tune into any sensations that you feel at the top of your head. With each breath, gently bring your awareness down your body, perhaps to your forehead and your face this time. Keep breathing. If you notice yourself yawning or taking deeper breaths, that is a good sign. It means you're relaxing, so let it happen. Move your attention down to your neck and your jaw. Notice any sensations you feel there and just acknowledge them as you keep taking these deep cleansing breaths. Keep moving down to your shoulders. Notice any feelings that are residing there right now and acknowledge them as you take another deep breath. If you come across any feelings you'd like to release during this body scan, you can send them away on your exhale and just allow them to leave your body as you breathe out. your attention down to your arms and your hands. Notice any sensations here. Notice which way your palms are facing, up or down. And keep taking those deep breaths. Move your attention to your chest. And notice again any feelings that you discover here as you breathe in and out. If there is any tension, allow it to leave on your next exhale. Move your attention down to your belly, your gut. 
Notice anything you're feeling there and feel it rise and fall as you breathe in and out. Notice your back, whether you're sitting up straight or hunched over, whether you feel tension or relaxation. And again, just keep those deep breaths going. In and out. Shift your mind's eye down to your hips now. Notice anything you're feeling here, especially if you've been sitting for a long time. And allow any discomfort or tension to leave on your next exhale. Move down to your thighs. Feel them in contact with your seat wherever you are. Notice any other sensations you feel there. And again, keep those deep breaths going. Next, move to your knees. Notice any sensations and acknowledge them on your next breath in. Move your attention down to the bottoms of your legs, your calves, your ankles, and your feet. Tune into those areas and notice any sensations. Release anything you'd like to let go on your next exhale. Good. Enjoy this feeling for a moment, the feeling of being present in your body and knowing that it is just yours. It's your body and you are the only one here right now. Allow yourself to appreciate that feeling of presence. Envision with your mind's eye your body. And if you can, see if you can notice the individual parts that make up who you are. Not physical parts, but things that you believe are part of your identity. Perhaps you're kind or strong or curious. Perhaps part of your identity comes from where you originate on the earth. Perhaps parts of your identity come from other things in your life. Wherever you draw your identity from, allow some of those pieces to come into your mind's eye now. And if you notice anything unkind, any unkind words popping into your mind, simply dismiss them and replace them with kind words about yourself. These pieces of your identity can be big or they can be small. Remember, as Britt Bennett writes, Sometimes who you are comes down to the small things. Allow the small things to come into your mind now as you picture pieces of your identity. Now that you've thought of some things 
that you feel do identify you, ask yourself this question. Do I have a vanishing half? In other words, what parts of yourself are you suppressing right now? What parts of yourself want to emerge but aren't allowed to? Take a moment and acknowledge these pieces of yourself if they come forward. Recognize that they are there. And take a moment just to witness the pieces of yourself that maybe you don't allow out very often. Keep breathing. Return to the sensations in your body as you keep breathing and remember you are safe in this moment. As these pieces of your identity come into your mind's eye, I want you to allow them to all simply exist in your mind's eye for a moment. Allow them to be there where you can picture them and look at all these pieces of yourself, these things that make you, you. As you envision these pieces of yourself, these components of who you are, listen to this quote. You don't just find a self out there waiting. You have to make one. You have to create who you want to be. Not only do you have to create who you want to be, you get to create who you want to be. And you get to create it with these amazing pieces that lay before you in your mind's eye right now. Take another moment to survey all of these things that you've come up with as part of your identity during this meditation kind words about yourself, things that make you who you are, things that perhaps you don't acknowledge as often, but are just as real. And remember that you have all of these pieces to draw upon as you are creating yourself every day. These are the paints that you have to put upon your canvas These are the pieces that you get to put together as you form the person that you want to be. And you get to make that choice every day. Just like Stella, just like Desiree, and just like all of these other beloved characters in The Vanishing Half. Every day is a choice. Every day is an opportunity to create the person you want to be. And it is uniquely your decision to decide who that person is, to decide what pieces of yourself you want to lift up and what pieces you want to let fall away. Let's round out this meditation by saying a mantra together, a mantra adapted from the vanishing half. Repeat after me, either aloud or in your head. I create who I want to be. I create who I want to be. I create who I want to be.
take one more deep breath. Allow your eyes to open when you are ready and go in peace. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Reditations, all about the vanishing half and identity. It's been such a pleasure discussing this book with you as it is every week, and I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can email me at reditations at gmail.com to chime in with any thoughts, discussion questions, or future books you would like me to talk about on the podcast. I really appreciate you spending your time listening to this podcast, and I value connecting with you, so please don't hesitate to reach out. Special thanks as always to Josh Munt for the theme music and sound design in this episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, here is how you can do it. First, and the very best way to support the podcast, share it with a friend. Send this episode to somebody who you think would like it. Secondly, you can go check out the website, reditationspodcast.com. That's where you can find all the episodes and learn more about what's coming next. You can also subscribe for email updates about the podcast, where I will occasionally send you an email to let you know what's going on and get you in the loop on all of the juicy goodness happening here at Reditations. You can find me on Instagram at Reditations, where you can check out what's coming next on the podcast and, of course, get in touch with me because I would love to talk to you. And lastly, you can check out the Patreon page for this podcast, Reditations Podcast. That's where you can offer financial support for the podcast, and I really appreciate any support you can offer. Thank you so much for spending your time with me here today. This week, I hope you're able to delight in the process of self-creation. Happy reading, friends, and I will see you next time.